This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Can be in the know today on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and this is your three at 1203. Give me three! You got it! It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Yes, it is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? And here it is behind door number All right, so yesterday, and forgive me, I can't really hear anything. Um, yesterday, whoa. I'm now we can hear something. No, can't hear anything <laughs> oh. again. Uh, it's okay. Uh, yesterday... I'm just going to take my headphones off. Yesterday, a guy by the name of Jesus Christ broke into a pizza hut. We talked about that story uh, during our crazy, stupid idiot segment. Now we have the actual audio of Jesus Christ calling 911 in North Carolina. High point 911, what is your emergency? Yes, this is Jesus Christ, and I just broke into the Pizza Hut. I broke the window, and I'm here. Jesus is here now. He's back He's back to earth. All right. And uh, so you don't work there? No, I just broke in, had a pizza. I'm Jesus. And what was your name again? My name is Jesus. What's your last name, Jesus? Christ. Okay. And what do you look like? I look like Jesus. What else am I supposed to look like? Why did you do that? Because I'm Jesus. I can do whatever I want. We're tired of Judas's on this earth. We're going to clean this earth up. So what are you up to? Man, where do you live at? I don't. I'm from heaven. How'd you get over over to the Pizza Hut? I'm from heaven, sir. Okay. And did you break a front window? Yeah, I broke the door window, sir. <laughs> and did you eat a pizza? Yeah. Had a Mountain Dew. And a Mountain Dew. That was Jesus breaking into a Pizza Hut in North Carolina last week. Oh, my gosh. Calling 911 to report himself because, well, he's Jesus and presumably had a conscience or felt like he had maybe sinned. I I really, I have to say I admire his commitment to the role. You know, he was not going to back down from that. What's your last name? Christ. Christ. I mean, duh. And then, you know, bringing Judas into the whole thing. He really embodied the character. Shall we say? Well, you don't know that it's not Jesus. Were you there? That's so appropriate. Um, This is true. This is true. Oh, that was entertaining. Thank you for that. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. Okay, so um, we've been talking about both of these ladies, actually. Wendy Williams and Roseanne. Of course, Roseanne going on Wendy Williams to talk about the premiere of uh, the reboot of her television series, her eponymous television series, Roseanne. And uh, in the process, Wendy decided to ask her some questions about uh, Tom Arnold, because you'll know Tom Arnold, her ex, they don't have a good relationship. Uh -uh. 
But I think it was the Hollywood Reporter asked him to review the series, which he did to good acclaim, rather. I mean, he liked it. Uh, Roseanne, mm, maybe not really wanting to talk much about Tom Arnold, uh, put Wendy in her place, if you will. Let's have a listen. Tom Arnold, you guys are in a good place? No. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. Her ex-husband, Tom Arnold, remember they were married for a moment, and he was given the assignment from the Hollywood Reporter to review Roseanne's debut last night. The shade of it all. That is so, it made, you know, I was like, oh my God, after, well, I'm not supposed to talk about it. But, uh, yeah. I guess they're going to get Harvey Weinstein to review uh, Rose McGowan's next show. (laughs) But it turns out Tom didn't give it to you bad. Oh, I didn't read it. Well... I don't like talking about husbands, right, Wendy? Well, I don't mind talking about husbands. I don't mind, he's fabulous. Okay. Um, Roseanne, Roseanne has done everything from pulling my hair uh, transplants immediately after surgery to saying I had a three inch penis on SNL. Did I do that? So if I can give the show another shot, then maybe other people could too. Yeah, that's real nice. He was being shady, but he ended up being nice. Well, you know. I love your sense of humor. (laughs) I do. I do. Well, at least he told the truth for once about something. I was very uncomfortable. It was kind of awesome, though. (laughs) Like, she's like, okay, Wendy, I'll play you at your own game. I don't really want to talk about husbands. Do you? (laughs) Because, of course, the rumor is that that there is some uh, storms Mm -hmm. in the relationship between Wendy and her husband. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I have not had that kind of... um, That would have been something if I had been watching it live, I would have been, like, recoiling. Because that was very uncomfortable. Were you not uncomfortable? You were just enjoying it. No, I didn't feel... I don't feel like Wendy was particularly put off. She just... I mean, I think she knew what she had walked into and she was very careful, mm-hmm. which again, I mean, it's Roseanne. What do you expect? This right. woman is liable to go off and prone to going off on a regular basis. So, um, yeah, it didn't surprise me, Did, but, am but I, it was kind of delicious. Am I remembering this correctly? Did Roseanne had her own kind of Wendy Williams-esque talk show oh yeah it was it was crazy it started out good and then it just went it had this like weird rotating set do you remember kind of um and she had all sorts of people on and it was actually really good for a while but then roseanne kind of went off the deep end and just didn't seem to be on planet earth the way the rest of us were um and then she sort of like went off into you know alternative reality uh until now her most recent comeback and i think she's really still paying the price for it if you if you watch people's um uh, reactions to her you know based on this show and based on her political beliefs and based on you know what she tweets the craziness people really are not um i don't think they're they know what to do with roseanne yet i uh, yes i i would be on that list but like they're doing with the new season of roseanne and ignoring the whole last season of their last incarnation of Roseanne I'm trying to ignore the intervening years of Roseanne so that I can just like the darn show here's what we have for you behind door number three well Corey Feldman has spoken to TMZ he's telling his side of the story that found him in the hospital after uh, he had been stabbed 
Now, we're going to take the story about halfway through because the beginning is kind of confusing. Just know this. He was apparently driving a car with his security team. There had been a car following him. Uh, And then at one point they stopped. And I think that's about where we pick up the story from Corey Feldman. Okay. Un momento. Oh, poor favor. Un momento. The other lane does does a U-turn, comes back and aligns himself right next to my driver's side. And when he does that, my guy doesn't even see it happening because he's got his focus on the other guy. And then all of a sudden somebody gets out of the passenger side when they're right next to me. He comes over and I lock my door and the door is locked. He goes to pull the handle. It doesn't work. And then all of a sudden he like, I don't know what he did, but he pulls it again with like extra strength and the door flies open and he just lunges in. He's got a weapon in his hand. He stabs at me one time. I pull back like this as far as I can. I pull the door closed with me, lock it, pull on my thing, and I jet out of there. And that's it. So he got one stab in. That was it. And it was a very small punctuation. It was like a dot. It was bleeding, but it was like a dot. So I don't know if he just got me with the tip of the knife or if he got me with a syringe. That's the part we don't know. Okay, so that's where we are with the whole I mean, story. Clearly, that did, just didn't happen. Tip of a knife or a syringe. It, it was a happen. dot and it was you bleeding. You would know. Right? If it was the tip of a knife, you would know. It wouldn't just... I mean, what knife do you know that has a tip that's like a, a needle? As small as a needle. Exactly. Yeah, right? Um, also, I appreciate the fact that the door, he tried to open the door once. It didn't work because it was locked. And then the second time. Now, have you ever tried to open a locked door to a car and been successful? No. No. I don't. I don't. Anyway, it's an. I mean, listen, my heart goes out to Corey Feldman because clearly he's struggling with who knows what something. Uh, he wants people to pay attention to the stories that he wants to share. And he's I feel like, you know, whether it's this, uh, you know, and again, you, I'm sure who knows what shred of truth lies within any of the things that come out of Corey Feldman's mouth. But clearly Corey Feldman needs attention mm-hmm. from the public because, you know, I don't know how else to describe the behavior that he's eliciting unless we're just completely missing the boat. And there's, you know, he has the world's absolute worst luck, but I just, it seems really, really like a cry for help. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, when we come back, uh, somebody who never cries for help. In fact, she assists us every day in delivering the dirt to you. Elizabeth Reese will be bringing in all the dirt from Hollywood with a dirt alert after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese has arrived with the dirt from Hollywood. Hello. Hi, you guys. Hello. Nice to be with you this afternoon. And also with you. You know, <laughs> peace be with you. Side note the peace be with you shaking hands at church is my least favorite part of a service. Oh. I'm just going to admit it now. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know. we can talk about that later. Yeah. We can break I have that a reason why you should like it best. It's because I'm a stuffy old fashioned Lutheran. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Jack Antonoff says, you know, Jack Antonoff used to date Lena Dunham yes. for a yep. long time. He says, that he asked uh, RCA, um, he's asking his RCA record label to drop R. Kelly in the oh. wake of these um, sexual abuse 
allegations. That I is, mean, which we've heard and he has faced lots of trouble for in the past, R. Kelly. This is a new round of sexual abuse allegations that we're hearing about now. Jack Antonoff, he's um, he's part of the band The Bleachers. Or Bleachers. Who knows, guys? I don't know. If it's not Luke Bryan, it's I'm not, not listening to it. Oh, my God. He says, um, I've discussed it with them a number of times. Uh, both artists are signed to the label. R. Kelly has been on RCA uh, since Jive, the label to which he was originally signed, was combined with RCA as part of this big merger. His most recent release was a Christmas-themed album issued in late 2016. The tweet that Jack Antonoff sent out has since been deleted, but screenshots, of course, were grabbed. And he said he's discussed it with them a number of times, trying to get uh, R. Kelly off the label. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. I mean, you know, he's 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 had trouble with some of these allegations in the past, but but there has never been, you know, there hasn't been that big moment where they are able to expose all of what he's done. It's like they're kind of taking it piece by piece, but. This this isn't going away. No, it's not good. And there's a documentary out about it. There's a BBC documentary um, that is out. And this is why people are talking about it again. In 2008, he was found not guilty of child pornography charges after he was accused of filming and photographing sexual encounters with a 14 year old girl. He's accused of abusing the girl since she was 14. Um, and there's a woman who dated R. Kelly for two years, beginning in 2011, making claims about another woman um, this Kitty Jones, who's this woman, says that she was groomed by Kelly and forced to have sex with him and others multiple times in what she calls a sex dungeon. Yeah, there's just too many. There's too many uh, instances of this story coming out from different places that it's hard to not believe. There's well, guys, yeah, truth. I mean, multiple reports over the years say that he's made out of court settlements with several other women, including Tiffany Hawkins. I mean, if we're going to believe, you know, th- this is an example of women who have not been believed before and now are they being believed, Mm -hmm. you know, and there, and there is a whole, um, I mean, there's a whole discussion that needs to happen about our, our women of color believed as much as white women are believed. And many people and myself included will say no, you know, in this, this is the reality that we're dealing with. And that's where we have some significant inequality to work for. Yeah. You know, and I'm not to take this too far off track, but there was recently a headline like as, as recent as the last couple of days about the woman who accused Nellie of raping her. Right. And kind of what the aftermath of, of that accusation has looked like for her. Um, And she's been struggling. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, again, people aren't believing her. Or they're not believing her. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Okay, let's talk about Roseanne, the When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
revival and how this is now impacting other revivals. I mean, we know that television reboots are nothing new in our day and age. This is very common. But the success of Roseanne stunned Hollywood. People just could not believe how well it did. Nostalgia was expected to bring in eyeballs, but nobody predicted such a huge turnout on premiere night for uh, this sitcom with a Donald Trump supporting protagonist, particularly among a younger demographic. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to watch this show. Um, and so Hollywood is deadline is reporting that Hollywood is sort of just like stunned by this going, oh, my gosh, there no are shocker. You know, very successful TV show that has a lot of the same people behind it and a very talented. I mean, look at what the actors have gone on to do with their careers. Right. They come back. I mean, I, I just feel but like it's, it's sort of representing viewpoints that Hollywood has not oh, talked about. But that's that's yeah. like that's my point, which is that Hollywood has a blind spot. And, yes, and it's clear that, and I'm happy to see the success of this show because it points out that blind spot, and hopefully that means that they'll be more inclusive and and more thoughtful about the the projects that they move forward with. Okay, well, here's another example. Tim Allen's Last Man Standing is apparently, according to TMZ, at the top of Fox's reboot list. Hmm. Fox is trying to do some reboots, which is kind of funny because Last Man Standing was on ABC and then um, went off the air. And then now ABC took over American Idol, which went off the air on Fox. And now Fox is looking at Last Man Standing. It was controversially canceled last year, and many thought it was because of the conservative viewpoints of the characters. Um, There were rumors also that it was because of Tim Allen's personal conservative affiliations Hmm. that were also reflected in the character he played on the show. Um, but it is true. This is what um, TMZ is reporting. The irony here is that the success of Roseanne has intrigued Fox because there appears to be a big Trump supporting audience out there. Well, yeah, newsflash. Hello. The guy okay. is the president. The, the one thing that I push back a little bit on, and it's just because it's been something I've been thinking a lot about since um, I saw the reboot of Roseanne is that its success does not mean necessarily that, um, Trump wins, right? Like this is going to get political really quickly and I'm trying not to be political, but I think there are a lot of people who are viewing this through a political lens that yeah. is not helpful. I think there are a lot of things going on probably, but to me, the more important thing or the thing that should rise above the lesson in all of this mm-hmm. is that um, y- you don't need to watch this show through a political lens or mm-hmm. bring your own politics to it. Right. You can just appreciate that it's a, it's either a, a realistic portrait of what's actually going on in the world mm-hmm. um and it covers topics that people thought we were afraid to deal with together and apparently we're not so i i just i like that i feel like it's we're running the risk of like oh it's you know she's a trump supporter and we got to start doing things for trump supporters or anti-trump people and it's like do we even need to get there no, it's, it's, like good a, TV. it's a but slice of life doing, though, about showing that conservative people are not just caricatures right and then a lot of times that's what we that's what we, it's easy to just it, and what is so great about that is that it's very easy to just push other people's viewpoints away if you can be like oh they're they're just that but if you view them as people Right. Complex and filled with humor and joy and love for their families. It's a lot easier to understand, okay, just because they disagree on how things should get done doesn't mean that they're just these curmudgeon awful people. And this is the thing that has always been so great about the show Roseanne yeah. is that it is like a slice of life. It like is, You are actually yeah. watching this particular family with people that you love and care about and see how they kind mm-hmm. of navigate these different viewpoints. civil and conversations. Let's not forget that the reason it was so successful the first go round and the reason it shocked how 
Hollywood in the first go round was because they were like, who wants to watch a bunch of white trash? Um, you know, yeah. like scratch their butts, like really <laughs> on a bad sofa and, and, you know, have out of teen or out of wedlock pregnancies mm-hmm. and all, you know, so it doesn't surprise me that, you know, they're pushing the envelope Hollywood again. Didn't learn yeah. the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, it, you know, Roseanne and John Goodman have been doing a lot of publicity for the new show. John Goodman talking about his past struggles with alcoholism. And, uh, he has an interview set to air Sunday on the Today Show talking with Willie Geist. And he says, I was so lucky because I was still getting hired for things. But the fact is I was drinking at work and my speech would be slurred. Hmm. I thought I was fooling people, but my cheeks would turn bright red when I was liquored up. I just looked like a stop sign. Oh. Good for John Goodman for talking. Yeah, I do sure. love him. He's so great. And I love you, Elizabeth. Oh, Reese. it's right back at you, my love. You can Bye. catch Elizabeth Bye. Reese at three o'clock on Twin Cities Live and her next alert at 520 right here on My Talk 1071. We do need a caller for our 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 seconds, five questions. You could win a prize, 651-641-1071. 30 seconds. We're going to give you five questions to answer. If you get them all right, you could win a prize. It's uh, the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 seconds. And who's playing today, Colleen, and what are they playing for? We've got Julie on the line in halls. What's Julie playing for today? Julie's playing for a MyTalk 1071 Celebrity Spotter t-shirt. Hi, Julie. Julie, the the timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Good Morning America airs on what network? Uh, Channel 5, Kiss TV. Uh, yeah, what's the network? ABC, ABC. Betty and Veronica Betty and Veronica are the crushes of which character? Archie. Who plays Dr. Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park? Um uh Sam Elliott. Nope. Uh Jeff Goldblum. Who is Sarah Jessica Parker's husband? Matthew Broderick. Cabbage Patch Kids were first popular in what decade? The eighties. Yay! Julie. Oh, Julie, so close, Oh, my gosh. Girl. I, um, I, my heart was racing for you, Julie. I didn't going to do it. That was good. good. Love. Thanks, guys. Congratulations, Julie, and thanks for playing the 30-second pop culture challenge. You can play it again tomorrow. We play it every weekday at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. And when we're done with that fun game, we have another little treat. We like to solve mysteries in the form of blind items brought to us by Holly in a segment that we call Blinded by the Item. Our first blind item today from CrazyDaysAndNights.net has to do with an A-plus list, mostly movie actor. Yay. Okay. And a model. Okay. Okay. An A-plus list, mostly movie actor, and a model. Usually, our A-plus list, mostly movie actor, collects a fee from modeling agencies trying to boost the fees of some of their models. This one is new, though. Our actor was being paid directly by a model to increase her yachting fees for the summer. She wasn't getting much traction and would have just been one of many. Now, she is in really high demand. Mm. Leo? Oh. And the model would be not Lilo. Oh, it's a model. So. Like, I'm not really good with models. Like Carly Kloss or like Gigi Hadid or like Kendall Jenner. I'm just naming models now. Tyra Banks, uh, Naomi no. Campbell. Okay, stop. Janice um, Dickinson. Stop it. Um, 
Give us a hint. Uh, what well, the, we're what? not going to know her. Oh. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. We're not going to know the, the name Irina of this Blakova. woman. But I will say that Leo is making headlines today because he has a new girlfriend. Her name is Camilla Marone. Mm, yes, I would have and never gotten that. 20 years old, and they were on a breakfast date in West Hollywood, California. Interesting. She's 20 from Bonus Aires. Exactly. I'll fill in the blank for you. Usually, Leonardo DiCaprio collects a fee from modeling agencies trying to boost the fees of some of their models. However, this one is new, though. Our actor is being paid directly by model Camilla Marone. Okay, so I'm confused how this all works. Well, here's the story from CrazyDaysAndNights.net. They allege that Leonardo DiCaprio, we all know that he has usually a bevy of girlfriends. Right. And he goes through them rather quickly. Well, the theory goes by CrazyDaysAndNights.net is that Leo is not actually dating these women. He's being paid by modeling agencies to be seen publicly with Mm -hmm. these women so that he'll collect a fee. In order to raise their fees. Yeah. 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 So he will get a little bit of some fees and then they, in turn, the modeling agencies will increase the models' fees, and then they'll take an increased percentage of the models' fees because they're getting more work. That's how the story works. You know, when I am, I, I fully buy that that is the case. First of all, and when you hear stories like that, you start to like it. You start to really understand how thoughtful they really are about how they relate to the tabloids. I mean, anytime you see a picture in the tabloids. For the most part, it probably was prearranged. Ninety. I, I have a personal theory that 90% of any photographs that we see on the tabloids, Daily Mail, Page 6, etc., is a strategic move. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 10% yeah. might actually be an authentic, candid right. moment. Right. But then the rest of the 90%... They called first and said, I'm going to be here and grab a picture. getting breakfast. Yeah, right? Yeah, I think this is totally believable. Makes sense. Oh, my gosh. Ding, ding. All right. Moving, moving on. on. Our next blind item, you'll probably say duh when you figure it out, but this might take a little bit of thinking. From crazydaysandnights.net, we have to think of an A minus B plus list, mostly movie actor who was probably A list when his long running franchise was still rolling. So think of someone who is A list when his long running franchise was still rolling. Okay. This foreign-born A-list, B-plus-list, mostly movie actor, was probably A-list when his long-running franchise was still rolling. Since then, there has not been a lot of success. It also looks like he's back on the bottle in a big way and showed up to support a friend at a premiere while on a crazy multi-day bender. Mm. Uh, was this Hugh Jackman? Mm. Oh. Another okay. Australian? Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. A Brit? Okay. Oh. No. Oh. Daniel Craig? No. Sorry. Is it oh uh, I yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know why I'm g I don't want to say this. Is Brad gonna be sad about this one? No, Brad's oh, okay. not gonna be oh, sad okay. about this one. Okay, forget it then. Now think of someone who is a British person who starred in a long running franchise, and this person, you know his name. He was very, very famous for this one particular Pierce role. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> that would make me sad. No. One particular role. He's famous for this very, very famous role. Can I ask a question? Yes. Is the role a superhero? Oh, okay. So I'm like in my head, I'm trying to dig through superheroes. No. So get out of superhero oh, town. Did he once um, spend time with hookers? Uh, 
God. Not huge okay. <laughs> No, a huge franchise. Huge. One of the biggest in the world. Like Star Wars-y? Well, I would say it's on the same level. It has its roots in the world of books. Okay. Come on. Come oh, my on, gosh. On, oh, on, my gosh. Seven books in the series. Oh, Harry Potter. Oh, oh. Um, Dan, uh, the, the Harry Potter. What's his name? Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, him. Oh, man. Interesting. Yeah. And his friend, you wouldn't know. Well, you know his friend, but you're not going to guess his name. His name is Billy Crudup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, can you go back and fill in the blanks? Oh, this one's a sad one. All right. Daniel Radcliffe, uh, of course, known as Harry Potter. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. What What just happened? All right, let me fill in the blank, and then you can share what you're reacting to. I know what you're reacting (laughs) to. Oh, God. Daniel Radcliffe hasn't had a lot of success since starring in the Harry Potter franchise. It also looks like he's back on the bottle in a big way and showed up to support a friend, Billy Crudup, at a premiere while on a crazy multi-day bender. Bradley? Daniel Radcliffe supports Billy Crudup at Harry Clark off-Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe looks <gasps> like he oh just got arrested. Oh my gosh. Whoa, you guys. This is a sad situation. Yeah, he is not good. We are not in a good way. Oh, wow. Wow. He, it, it looks like he doesn't have a place to shower or it's crazy oh wow this is sad uh if you are um anywhere near a google box just look up daniel radcliffe and billy crudup and you will have this experience all right well while apologies you have that experience let's move on to a confirmed Ooh. blind item Our confirmed blind item from crazydaysandnights.net, meaning that there has been a name published with this blind item, comes courtesy to us of a foreign-born A-list singer. Okay. A foreign-born A-list singer. This foreign-born A-list singer, who was always going to perform despite what he said or the 30-minute rant about the wrong flowers in his dressing room, he just made himself look like an idiot with his act. Oh, this foreign-born A-list singer. It's not. Always going to perform, is it? Elton. Elton John? Okay. No. Um, this is like so... Do we know what performance the, this or this act... It, like, do, Are we familiar with this act? Yes, we are very familiar with this act. I would say he is very young. He is in his mid-20s at mm. the oldest. Okay. It's not... Uh, no, because he's not performing... I mean, think of someone that we've played a lot on this station. I think, oh, in fact, we're playing one of his songs Ed right Sheeran. now. Oh, no. Another singer, another foreign born A-list singer. Okay. He's won Grammys. He's won an Oscar. Um, oh, my gosh. Why? We are not good today. Well, we are okay. He has an alliterative name. Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on, he's he's British. Okay. He has Oh, oh. Sam Smith. There you go. (gasps) Thank you. Okay, so what are we talking about? Well, let's fill in the blank. Sam Smith was always going to perform, despite what he said, or the 30-minute rant about the wrong flowers in his dressing room. All he did was just make himself look like an idiot with all this complaining. Mm. Yeah. Now I don't know specifically when this diva behavior happened, but he is currently on the on tour in the UK. And I don't know when he's coming to the, to the United States, but I'm sure it's he'll be here soon. in August. Yeah, uh, I do know this because I have tickets to that show, and um, I 
I was not familiar with this rant. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That you speak of. Mm-hmm. But what I'm, if I'm interpreting what you are saying correctly, he just went on a rant for the sake of just being a diva, but was yeah. always going to take the stage wherever he was. He yeah. just wanted to act like he wasn't going to. Exactly. Calm down, dude. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for those, Holly. Now, uh, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some sad news. We're never going to hear who bit Beyonce's face. At least not from Tiffany Haddish. Okay. We'll, we'll hear why after this on My Talk 107.1. Well, if you're anything like me and you've been following the saga of who bit Beyonce, we're not going to find out, apparently, from Tiffany Haddish ever on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And Bradley, why? 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 Well, uh, basically because Tiffany Haddish said so. So it turns out she posted, she took to Instagram to tell everybody uh, who bit Beyonce once and for all. And um, her reveal was less than stellar. In fact, this is what she said. You want to know who bit Beyonce? Yes. I'm going to just tell you all. (gasps) And it's the last time I'm talking about it. I ain't going to say nothing else about it. Let me sip some of my tea. I'm going to tell you who did it, and then I'm never talking about it again because it really, it's done. People should be focusing on the real issues at hand, like, did you do your taxes? Because taxes are due real soon. Can your children read and write? Have you been working with them on their reading and writing? Is your house clean? That's what we need to be focusing on. But y'all want to know, everybody's going crazy about who bit Beyonce. I'm going to tell you so we can all be done with it. I'm going to tell you who bit Beyonce. It was Stormy Daniels. <laughs> I'm so irritated right now. Uh, then she went on to say, pay attention to what's really going on. That's not real news. Who bit Beyonce is not real news. Oh, my gosh. I think what she's <sighs> saying is it's fake news. And you know what? To her credit, I believe her. Because I don't think anybody bit Beyonce, or if they did, there it was not a bite. It was uh, a uh, angry peck of some sort that maybe left a small mark and was turned into who bit Beyonce. And really, this was just an attempt by Tiffany Haddish to get attention for herself over a news cycle. And frankly, she was successful. So I give her credit, but... To shame us all for uh, paying attention is a little self-serving. Uh, that's the first thing I'm really irritated by is the excessive shaming that she rolled out. I mean, during she's the that. one who started it. Right. Yeah. So, you, so don't, girl, you did that because you knew everybody would be talking about it. You don't say Beyonce and talk about somebody biting her and, and think that we're just going to like walk away from that without having an answer. Right. That's yeah. how we operate. That's number one. And then don't do that thing. I hate that thing that people do when they go, you shouldn't care about this. You should be caring about 
this over here and this over here and this over here instead. These are the things that matter. This doesn't yeah, matter. Frankly, as though, I can care about multiple things at once. Yeah, as though people can only pick but one issue to be focused on. That is the most asinine thing I've ever heard. Okay, now well, I just I mean, need... There are a lot of other asinine things. But yeah, yeah, but a lot of things can be asinine at the same time too, right? <laughs> oh God, calm down. Equal opportunity. But here's the thing that... Okay, but here's what... This is, I've been thinking about this part too. You were right that I, that Tiffany Haddish, we were all talking about Tiffany Haddish because she said this thing. Yeah. Okay. I've never said Tiffany Haddish more in my life. Right. Than this week. But we've also been talking about Beyonce and Jay-Z and I want to, can I kick it back to, uh, Remember the day, it was like two days ago, maybe three days ago, we were looking to our favorite blind item site, yep. crazydaysandnights.net, because uh, NT Lawyer, who runs the site, said that there was going to be some sort of announcement. And we thought that maybe it would have something to do with Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yep. Well, it didn't. It was something else. But I found myself over there. I try not to go there a lot because I like to be blind when, literally, when uh, when Holly brings us the blind items. Yep. But I did see another post there that I think was about Beyonce and Jay-Z. And it was basically that this A-plus list uh, performing couple is probably, you're going to see them buying up their own seats at their own concerts so that they can create the illusion of people purchasing them faster, them getting sold out quicker. Yeah. And I thought, hmm, interesting. I feel like everybody was in on that all of a sudden. Everybody was in on what? Meaning, I feel like Beyonce and Jay-Z and Tiffany Haddish were like all fine with how this played out. Oh, of course. Because everybody, and maybe that it was checked out beforehand. Because otherwise, if you're Tiffany Haddish, you're not talking to GQ magazine about something you don't want people talking about. Yeah. No, that's why I believe and have believed that this was all prefabricated from the beginning. And it does not surprise me because we know that Beyonce and Jay-Z are uh, essentially like Taylor Swift, a machine. Yeah. They're a business machine and they don't do things without it being, you know, completely thought through. But apparently it is. Especially those two. Apparently it is. It is actually a thing that Beyonce and Jay-Z have the guests at their party sign non-disclosure agreements. Oh, I'm sure they do. And I'm sure a lot of celebrities do. And I think if you're a celebrity, you should stop signing those dumb things. If oh you gosh. don't want women to sign them uh, when guys are being creepers, then why are you protecting celebrities? For what purpose? Right. Well, and, and furthermore, like, what what is it that you're do- what, that is happening there that you are hiding? Like, They're I not hiding anything, frankly. I think it's just an extension of their ego. It's like, oh, we're so famous. We have to have people sign NDAs. Like, we've reached the level where, you know, not only um, do we have paparazzi following us, but we get to have people sign NDAs, even though they are probably a stock. Holly, did you ever have to sign an NDA? I feel like when you lived in L.A., you might have had to on occasion. I did not. But, but like I feel like it's so de- you know like so completely normal. Oh sure there are non-disclosure agreement boilerplates probably floating around Hollywood everywhere mm-hmm. especially when like they you're just going Google like NDA and print it out before their like <laughs> yeah. fancy party. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to especially if you're working intimately with someone then they don't want those details to become public. Right. Okay, I have an idea. Um I haven't thought this one all the way through yet but just go with me on this. Because if you want people talking about you, you probably want the opposite of a non-disclosure, right? 
And like, don't we kind of want to be talked about a little bit? Yeah. I feel like whenever we interact with people, we should make them sign a disclosure agreement where they are contractually obligated to speak to one or more <laughs> media outlets about. Well, you know what that's going to do hmm. is keep anybody from talking to us. Oh, <sighs> I shouldn't have said that out loud. No, I think what I, I, I think that you're onto something. I just think you need to, again, call it something else. No, we just need to have people sign non-disclosure agreements. Oh, and then they want to talk. We'll just oh, Google yeah, non-disclosure agreement. Print it off. I mean, there, there's nothing to talk about anyway. So the the point is, like, the whole reason they're doing this is because it again gives them the 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 image that they are somehow so fabulous and so important that people are pay, or uh, people are required to not talk about them when there's probably really nothing, nothing to, talk to talk about, about. anyway. Yeah, their parties are probably they all like, just like sit than, around like how boring it is. Yeah, and eat like you know bad you know butler past hors d'oeuvres and they have to have conversation starters because they don't know what to talk about what did you find one free nda agreement oh, templates valid in all 50 states print it off print it off okay. uh we need a stack of those we will be having those signed at our very next gathering uh be ready bring a pen i think black ink is what you need in order to make it legal so no blue or red or green ink oh, no you know what we'll supply the pens how about that all right and Give us a call if you've been a bad mom this week. We've got naughty, the naughty. Bad Moms Club coming up next. 651-641-1071. What made you a bad mom this week? Unburden yourself and we will reset your mom status to good after this.